0: So from Rumi, a voice through the door. Sometimes you hear a voice through the door calling you as a fish out of water hears the waves or a hunting falcon hears the drums. Come back. Come back. This turning toward what you deeply love saves you I actually hadn't heard that one before it's totally new to me this week and it's just been kind of reverberating for me over and over really really appreciate it and I think um, it feels incredibly timely to share it I mean, it's always timely to share something like that. Always. But there is, um, um, at least for me, I'm aware of a sense of escalation of, like, world stress, national stress. Um, um, Really, really difficult times. A lot, a lot happening, a lot out there. And whenever there's a lot up, whether it's personal or whether it's larger, um, in the larger world, uh, we need some way to fine tune our listening right in the midst of like so much noise that we can still hear that voice that says, come back, come back, like reorient it reorient again and again and again to what we deeply love to what we care about most so that we're not just swung out of balance this way and that way by the events in our lives by the things that go on um, so that we're actually able to navigate through whatever is happening with some sense of Um, the path, like a sense of knowing what matters and that I care about how I walk and that this is right, good enough, Um, an offering that matters in attunement with what I deeply love. So what I thought I would do today is really talk about Um, invigorating the practice. Um, It's really natural and normal that our practice goes through ups and downs and swings. And I have to say for me, um, for some reason from last fall till probably about early January, somewhere in there, I was having one of the deepest downswings with my home personal, formal practice that I've ever had since I started the practice, almost bar none. It's been really interesting to notice um, where I needed to refine a footing with myself and my practice and what was going on for me. Um, So there's this very natural rhythm that goes up and down. And it's not so much what I want to talk about. It's not so much, you know, how do we do the practice every day, five times or, you know, seven times a week, 30 minutes a day, um, you know, so that you get really, really like you're going to do it in this way. But instead, how do we open up to right now where I am, what is the practice that is available to me that allows me to strengthen and grow? And what? how do I need to um, open myself to find what that is for me in this moment now? So that questing, I would say, that I was on all last fall feels like it was very fruitful um, um, to be with a piece of work I needed to do in a different way. And I am so grateful for the structure of the practice. I know without having some sort of discipline to it, boy, I can be swung (laughs) just as good as the next one, um, this way and that. And I actually had this planned already to talk about, and then yesterday had this perfect example of why formal practice is so important. Um, Some of you know I recently added um, a men's program at the Mecklenburg County Detention Center. Uh, They have a a men's um, mental health unit now, a pod just dedicated to men who opt in that they choose. Um, They're in detention and they have this choice if they have a history of some sort of mental illness to opt into a treatment center. In the detention center, and it's kind of this remarkable program that they're that they're offering. So I've only been—I guess yesterday was my third time, and um, the setup is a little challenging. It's in the pod, <laughs> and there's always a lot of stuff going on in the pod. But the first two times, it was relatively quiet. It wasn't—it wasn't, it wasn't um, a big deal that it was in the pod. And I've taught in other pods, so you know, didn't think much about it. Yesterday, don't know what the deal was, but oh my gosh, there was a lot going on. As I'm trying to lead meditations and mindfulness and all of this with this, this circle of 20 men um, who are like literally doing this to try to hear me and try to stay with it. It was really sweet, <laughs> their their attempt to, to stay in, in with it. But there is some sort of loud background hum noise. Um, if you've ever been in one of these pods, there's, there's this big communal open space and then the cells around the edge. And then one wall is just the toilets. And they just have a bathroom stall door over them. So you know where we're teaching, probably 20 feet away, is this line of loud institutional toilets. One man, I never saw who it was, um, was in there the whole time. Um, and he would flush, wait three minutes, flush, wait three minutes, flush. <laughs> wait th- and, it, and it was really loud in that echoey place, you know, uh, the whole time. You know, I could go on and on, somebody talking on the phone. It was just, it was just um, one of the most challenging teaching environments I've ever had. Ever. And I was just so aware of using all of my skills to kind of like stay present with this group that was right here with me. One of them even named. He was like, you know, I just have to say, I know you are saying things that I want to hear. And I hear you for about three words. And then I just get distracted by all of this stuff going on, and so then I have to come back. She's still here, and she's still talking, and I still want to hear her. And I mean, anyway, that—that—that's the practice. That's like it for all of us for our life. Um, and that's what he was—he was naming it and doing it. That's what the practice gifts us. If I hadn't had as much practice as I had, I know I could have walked out of that pod yesterday and go, oh, you know what? I'm so sorry. This actually doesn't work for me. <laughs> um, um, I'm good. You all find another person and, I, and good luck. <laughs> um, and, and being able to stay, stay with what I deeply care about, with what I deeply love. Come back, come back, come back what you deeply love will save you. And that was kind of the experience of what I deeply love in that moment is to stay with them, even though there's all this stuff coming up, and be present to what I care about. So we need, we need a practice to help us do that. So I just want to talk very um, um, practical, nuts and bolts <laughs> about how we can support our formal practice uh, so first know why you're doing it why does it matter to you it is kind of a radical. Rattle- it, no it's not kind of it is a radical act in this current culture and time to carve out time to just sit with my own self with care and attention and kindness and compassion you know to bring that kind of attention to this inward being here why is that worth it for you there's some reason everyone in this room has come back at some level or another continues to come back what's the voice that calls you to come back again and again why is it worth it for you I loved um, Terry. I don't know if you remember a couple of weeks ago, she shared one of her practices that she gets up in the morning and writes her intention in a journal um, for the day, her intention for the day. And then at night, she rereads it again and gives space to pause and consider the day. Oh, I just loved hearing that. And I thought, oh, that's going to be my new practice. So I set that intention, and a week went by and I hadn't done it. And I sat in another group where we were together naming our intentions. So I named that as my intention a second time. And then about three or four more days went by. And then finally, it like, it's like, oh, I really want to do this. And so for me, it's a journal right by the place I sit. And I had the pen with it, and before I sit now. I'm writing my intention um, for that practice, for that sit. And it's just really supportive. So is there some practice for you that um, helps you come back to your intention again and again, remembering your why? Why do this? Second kind of intention, that's kind of the why of the practice. The second is my intention for how I want to practice. Um, Get really clear on what you want to do, like me naming. I actually wanted to start writing that down. It took me naming it a few times to be able to get to the place where now I'm doing it. It's not I'm setting what I absolutely carved in stone am going to do with perfection. I'm not doing that with setting my my how I'm going to practice but I am, you know, carving out a path that I can see to walk on. So, um, you know, the how am I going to practice, am I going to practice 30 minutes once a day, is five times a week. If I try once a day, is that going to knock me off and I need the grace of five times a week. Uh, Is 30 minutes too much? And maybe for me where I am, if I really want a daily practice, I need to make it three minutes. I need to make it one minute. I need to make sure I'm doing it with three breaths throughout my day. Small doses very more often is much more efficient than big doses not very often. So you want to find that sweet spot that you're doing something. You can see the path, I want to do this. But you're picking it to be doable enough that when you consider it, it feels like, ah, yes, that's going to feel good. That's going to support me. Not, okay, I've just got to gear myself up for my 45 minutes twice a day set. You know, you don't, you don't want to set it up as a, as a hard thing. And then you want to really, like, pay attention to that rhythm of where you are with it. There was a time in my life when my when my girls were um, young and things were really, 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 really stressful um, in our home life as we were trying to navigate um, how to be healing for each other. <laughs> I desperately needed 45 minutes twice a day, and I was religious about it. I mean, it was like my lifeline through that time. I know now, from where I am just me today, if I were to say, okay, I did it then, I could do it again, I need to do 40, you know, I can just even feel me tensing up (laughs) with saying it. So it's not where I am right now, it's not what I need in this moment in my life. So what is it, the, the amount, the, the how. The when. Are you somebody that you need to write it in your calendar? That you need to actually schedule a time? Do you do better with setting a routine? And say so like every morning you get up and before you eat to breakfast, you just go straight to do your practice. Or are you somebody that if you set it that way, ooh, I'm not going to do it. And you need more free flow. I've always been more of that second one than I have been of the first one. Um, Everyone's different, what's it for you? Um, Do you need to be really creative about where you do it or how you get it in? Uh, I've shared this example often, I thought this was one of the most (laughs) creative solutions I've ever heard. had one guy in a class years ago who um, was really struggling saying, I just can't get it in, I work hard all day, at work there's no time at work, I get home, my wife's got the three young kids, I walk through the door, she's exhausted, she collapses and then I got the three kids, there's like no way I can get it in. So I really challenged him on that. There's a way, you wouldn't have signed up for the class (laughs) if there wasn't a way. Uh, It's about you finding that way. So he really, he went home, he thought about it. He came back the next week and he was like, I found it. (laughs) Um, And for him, it was the Walmart parking lot. Um, It was as he left work, he would drive to Walmart. He would put his CD in and he'd do the 15-minute meditation. And then he'd drive the rest of the way home. He told the group that he did that for about three, three or four days in a row. And then his wife met him at the door the next day and said, honey, if you need to do the 30-minute meditation instead before you come home, do it. <laughs> because she, it, it was such a different person that walked through the door when he came home. Um, so what is it, you know, like do you, have to, do you need to be creative? Um, carpool lines, people that like sit in carpool lines long enough that they turn the car off. Uh, I know a, a bunch of mothers who have used that as their time. Where is it for you? And then, um, like, what kind of practice? Um, do you need sitting practice on a cushion? Do you need sitting practice in a chair? Do you need sitting practice lying down? (laughs) Do you need lying down practice, standing, walking? What is it for you? One of my root practices, and it's certainly what I did through all of the fall, is walking my dog. Um, That's very, some people call that informal practice. You can walk your dog as a very specific, formal meditation practice. It's one of my favorites to just be there with her on the walk. Um, what kind of practice um, are you gonna do? What's your anchor? When you think about what kind of practice, it often helps to choose one to really develop well so it becomes a home base, a refuge. You do it enough that when, you, when it's your time to sit and you sit, you finally think, ah, oh, I can release finally into my breath. I can release into that in and out. I've done it enough that that's a calm place to go to versus... Always, still trying to get there. Always, always, always. And then you have some some really stressful days that even your even your home base, your calm place, it's still like <gasps> you know. I mean, that's just life. That's just normal. But the more you have a familiarity that um, has a depth of practice to it, the more that refuge-like state of practice is just available. Um, to you. And finally, uh, what do you need to do to release into the practice? What kind of attitude qualities are needed? Like sometimes when we get into this um, mode of, okay, I am gonna do it. I'm gonna do it five times a week. I'm gonna do it. You know, I get I get kind of tense in my my striving to make it happen. That I forget that this really is not about striving. (laughs) It's about a releasing and an opening up and a letting go. If you were to really consider what qualities like friendliness, kindness, compassion. What qualities are you actively trying to cultivate, opening to when you do the practice? Um, What would be helpful for you?